Welcome to the Channel Champions Podcast, powered by Evolve IP, hosted by Zach Anderson. Today, we'll explore the always evolving landscape of the IT, telephony, and communications channel. If you are a trusted advisor, strategist, IT consultant, or sales engineer, this one's for you. Today's guest is... Welcome to the Channel Champions Podcast. This is episode 12. I have a very exciting guest with me today. He has over 24 years in the channel and is the CEO and founder of TDM. He is a bourbon connoisseur, contributing author to a recently published book, and has been recognized in the Channel Futures Top 20 Distribution Channel Leaders in 2022. He is a true champion of the channel, and I'm proud to welcome Mr. Robert Bowling, sir, thank you so much for coming on. Good to be here. I hope I have a little bit of, of, of experience and, and, and knowledge and wisdom I can share with the audience. Well, you certainly do. Um, today's topic is a little bit different because um, Robert and his company, TDM, Claris, and Wheelhouse are all under one roof, which is really cool because Robert's able to kind of see the channel through the seller's lens. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get into that, I want to get into a little bit of a backstory. Robert, can you tell me, um, you know, what year was it that, because I'm bad at math, I don't know what, 2023 minus 24 is, 99? Does that sound right? It was 99 when we, when we started our, our channel adventure. We, we started TDM in in the spring of of 99 uh it was it was kind of an interesting story i had been a large customer of of uh, a guy that uh, ron shields that was my partner when we started the business and and we uh became a good customer of his uh in an interesting story I did a deal with Sprint through him that made him the largest agent in the country that year. Wow. It was a large deal. Wow. Uh, and and after I sold that company, uh, he kept uh, saying, let's go out and, and, and start a new company and, and sell in the channel. And I said, I don't want to sell forest and funeral homes. I only want to sell mega customers. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, then let's go sell mega customers. And <laughs> we actually looked at the, the agent agreements and saw that there was really nothing that kept us from selling the very top end of the market. Mm-hmm. We're selling the very top end of the market. That's great. It was a time. Okay. And what was the, uh, what was the channel landscape like back in those days? Uh, the the channel as a general rule, the way I kind of jokingly refer to it, sold a lot of florist and funeral homes. Uh, but but the the from a product set standpoint, it was primarily selling long distance and frame relay. Mm-hmm. It was in the very early fringes of MPLS. And the good part was is is the UNEP local competition was right on the horizon mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that was really a difference maker for us and i think for the channel in general uh is is much better data networking products and uh, the ability to sell local service hmm. 
So did you have, I mean, what was your, uh, what was your sort of go to market? Like what, what did you foresee your, uh, differentiator being back then? Uh, something the channel was always sold on and, and, and we did in the early days was price. Um, Mm -hmm. especially as the UNEP market opened up, uh, really for the first time ever, uh, the, the customers were able to, you know, find 10, 15, 30% savings on their local POTS lines. And everybody had lots and lots of local POTS lines at that time. And, and to, for all intents and purposes, not have to change the carrier, but change the billing carrier uh, and and get a thirty percent discount or twenty five percent discount was you know it's kind of a no brainer decision uh, and and um, obviously some customers thought it was too good to be true and wouldn't talk to you uh, others you know made the leap and and at least for a few years few short years uh, it, it was kind of the wild wild west of of, of pretty you know easy selling in the in, in the channel as it related to to local service. Hmm. Do you think it's a lot um, like, do you think customers or end end user organizations now um, have better adopted the idea of the agent in general? I mean, how, what was it like approaching customers back then or, or end user organizations as an agent versus what it's like now? Um, I would... It'd be easy to try to convince myself that I went in as a trusted advisor, but in reality, you went in as a complete unknown. <laughs> I mean, and 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 you know, you'd have to spend half your meeting time that was allocated trying to explain to people the indirect channel and the fact that you didn't just represent one supplier, and that it was okay to 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 buy from 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 me no different than buying from your direct sales team. The underlying product set was the same. Um, that seems like a pretty simple message, but it was very difficult for people really to believe because they hadn't experienced it. Uh, fast forward 24 years and practically every decision maker out there now has experienced the channel. And 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 I, I think especially the purchasing groups of larger organizations like the convenience of being able to deal with multiple solutions from a single person. They're not having to, to, to develop relationships with, you know, 50 different salespeople. One person can bring them 50 different suppliers. Uh, and, and, and so the, the role of being truly a trusted advisor has really evolved uh, to the point that it is right now. And, and so many companies really depend on the, the chat the sellers in the channel to, to deliver the kind of solutions that are necessary for a business to succeed now. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, uh, trusted advisors are, are so much more prevalent today. Um, do you ever run into situations where maybe that, that it leader or just the end user organization in general has had a bad experience with a trusted advisor and you have to kind of overcome that? I mean, because you know, I've heard that from other um, from other partners, and 
Well, I, I think it means that that wasn't a trusted advisor. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, I mean, I mean obviously, you I mean in 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 any kind of 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 climate, you have the the people that are good at what they do and the people that are not as good as what they do. Mm-hmm. And and uh, in, in in our space. Um, we are primarily sellers, uh, and and a lot of the service that's behind what we sell is 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 somewhat out of our control, and and so even though I may be a perfectly trusted advisor and did a perfect job selling, if the entity that I brought to the table um, was just entering a season, well, what I I, I tell, say. All suppliers go through seasons of good and seasons of bad. Sure. And if if the day you sign a contract with a customer is day one of a seasons of bad mm-hmm. of, of a supplier, then that three year contract term is going to be miserable for your for your customer, and and pretty much out of your control. And 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 so th- that's where you have to be truly a trusted advisor. And and hold the customer's hand and live with them through the misery of a season of bad, and 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 provide them any kind of relief you can, and especially provide them a pathway to improve and change that at the end of the contract term. Hmm. That makes sense. I know there's probably a lot of uh, you know trusted advisors out there now that. Uh, will uh really appreciate that advice you know that it's um it doesn't mean that it's over it just means that you have a better opportunity to you know right the ship so to speak um so. well you have to you have to the i think this the, the the position of strength that you come in as a trusted advisor is is the is when you come alongside and help them survive the misery of a of a mediocre or bad decision mm-hmm. uh it, it typically is not going to sink their business, uh, but they know that there is a there is a greener pasture, mm-hmm. and 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 they want to they want to work toward that greener pasture. I mean, and so you can if if you are completely hitched to a single solution, and it's a miserable solution, then they're not going to use you for 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 the next you know improvement in 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 their situation. If in fact you're truly that trusted advisor, you have multiple solutions. There's a lot of things and ways that you can help them. Then, I mean, every step along the way that you're, you know, every day you're getting closer to a, a contract replacement or renewal, you have a way to 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 come alongside and help them. And and in the course of my time, I have seen suppliers go through a miserable year. Followed by an outrageous improvement the last couple of years of a contract, mm-hmm. and and the decision maker at times tries to brand them, even though the experience is outrageously good at the moment. They try to brand them by the first year of the contract, mm-hmm. and and as the trusted advisor, that's part of what you have to bring to the table, saying, "Wait a minute, I brought you a solution that you struggled with year one." We got through year one, year two was outrageously better, and year three, I mean, this is a, a an easy, easy part of your business right now. Why are you going to change that? 
And those are the kind of things that as, as a trusted advisor, I mean, you, you get to do is re, remind them of where things are today in the pain of change. Uh, and, and at times you want to encourage change and other times you don't want to encourage change. And, 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 and those seasons of good and seasons of bad are, are part of that. Mm -hmm. Do you think the role of the trusted advisor has um, evolved over the time that you've been in the channel? Like, can you, can you, I, I mean, obviously it has evolved, but like, I guess just to, with regards to the relationship with the, with the customer, has it evolved and, and, and how? Well, I think it, I think it's evolved a lot because I, I think in the early days as a trusted advisor, you were primarily a trusted budgetary consultant <laughs> and making sure that, that they were making the best decisions financially. I mean, it, it's remarkable how heavy the the cost component was in all decision making in in my early days. I think that has been cost is and, and will forever be a major component in all decision making, as it should be. But the the best technology and how my business works. And the resources that I have available to to implement a solution, and and what the pain threshold in my C suite is for change, and you know, there's just so many more components that are part of being a trusted advisor today. I mean, they they truly want technology help. They want human resource help. They want confidence that that they are making good decisions. Um, they want you to understand their budget priorities and, you know, is it a capital spend or an operating spend? And, you know, so, so I mean, you, you know, we like selling a lot of as a service kind of components, but depending on the company, they may be a heavy capital intensive. There's a lot of capital money in, available to them to spend. And so as a service makes absolutely no, no sense to, to those kind of customers. And, and you have to listen and, and, and come back with the solutions that fit the company with exactly where they are at that moment. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed um, in the last couple of years, because just I'm asking because there's been a lot of talk about it, but have you noticed that that organizations are more cautionary or more discretionary with um, their IT budgets at all? Or, um, I mean, do you think that's trending up or down? Um, I, I think that the, the trend is that technology has to be good for the company. Um, we are a technology-centric society right now. And, and practically within endless thirst for more technology, but it's also an endless way we could spend money on technology. And, and what I'm seeing now as I go out and talk to enterprise decision makers, whether it's the CFO or the CIO or the CISO or, or a whole committee of people at a, at a, at a large company, the, the discussion is about how the technology will impact the company budgetarily, not just, okay, I've got $3 million to spend in my budget, but is 
when I spend X number of dollars, what is the trickle impact to the other parts of my business? How am I, how am I affecting the manufacturing operation? You know, when I change this part of technology, is my manufacturing process becoming more efficient so that the margins for what I'm selling just picked up by 6% because I improved technology back here on this, on this backside? Uh, are, are my, are my accounting staff, can I get by with fewer accounting staff because you taking some of the busy work out of, of, of expense management uh, and, and, and not just simply a savings on product sold as much as an overall impact of a technology spend. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I'm curious, um, in the past 24 years, there's been a lot of new technologies that have come about. Um, you know, most recently, uh, let's say there was SD-WAN and then there's, you know, UCAS and there's, you know, now there's security, right? And so I feel like a lot of trusted advisors sort of jump on these bandwagons when they're popular. Have you been able to um, stay agnostic with the solutions that you're sort of offering? Um, or have you sort of fallen into that? I don't want to say trap, but like, have you fallen onto what's popular at the time in our um, circles, so to speak? Well, there are any seller sells what is selling at the moment. <laughs> All you have is time. And we make our money selling. And so if, if the easiest sell is selling the product of the day, then that's what you're going to spend your time on. Mm. As a true trusted advisor, especially at the enterprise level, uh, you cannot hit your wagon to the product of the day. Mm -hmm. You have to go in and listen to the customer, find out their business priorities, find out their technology roadmap or help them develop a technology roadmap and then deliver the things that, that, that they need to be successful along that technology roadmap. Uh, it, it, it is not products of the day, although like any other being a big company or a little company, if the owner or the board members are saying, well, I read about this in the wall street journal today, you know, how are you solving that? You've got to know about the products of the day <laughs> so that you can deliver the the answers that they need for the for the people that they report and have to answer to. Um, but but more often than not, a a a decision maker really is having looked at a comprehensive technology decision and not just what is hot for the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, the the and and security is a great example of that. Companies have had security things in place forever, right? You know, uh, you know, did you have multi-factor authentication? Maybe not, but you did have a password to get in, right? Uh, and 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 uh, was somebody patching your laptop? at least every few months, yes, as opposed to now they're looking at daily patches if need be. Right. But but those things were in place forever. And so 
while they are talked about in a in a um, they're the front and center conversation points of selling today. Those are actually components that that CIO has been dealing with in his job day in day out for years and years and years. And so some of the things that we look at as products that are are, are front and center have been part of a, a, a decision maker that we deal with life every day for many, many, many years. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's always, um, you know, obviously we're in the technology space, so everything is evolving and advancing so quickly. So I'm just, I'm always curious to know, like, you know, what's going to be next. So do you have any uh, ideas or, or uh, insight on any trends that you think might, you know, w- what's the next big thing, Robert? Well, obviously, AI is front and center, uh, and 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 on a parallel course are the human resource challenges that anybody in the technology space has to recruit, bring up, educate, indoctrinate, uh, and 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 develop employees. And then be able to keep those employees, and more importantly, to be able to afford those employees, <laughs> is an outrageous, outrageous challenge right now. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's it's very heavy in the technology space, but there's so many things in in just the routine processes of every business that that from a technology standpoint, our artificial intelligence, our machine learning has developed to a point that many of the tasks that we know are somewhat mundane tasks, uh, even though they require what yesteryear, you needed some hands and eyes on something. In today's world, those hands and eyes can be through artificial intelligence as opposed to a real human. Uh, and 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 so I think it's inevitable that that AI and 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 replacement of of existing uh, human resources that are required, uh, the labor pool, especially in the United States, is demanding <laughs> that you find a cheaper way to do business, and 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 technology has advanced to meet that. In the form of, of 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 AI, I mean, can I still go offshore and get a certain number of these tasks done uh, in a in a similar investment? The answer is yes, but but those human resource costs, even offshore costs, are going to be flat or increase. AI is only going to decrease. Hmm. Do you ever run into organizations that? Um are just totally worried about AI and its impacts on their employees or their workforce? Sure. Uh, I mean, if, if, you, if you go to any kind of, frankly, if you get, you get into practically any one-on-one discussion with anybody, there is a component that of, of fear related to AI uh, in that, A, is it going to take my job? And more importantly, is it going to be bad guys using AI to to put me out of business? Uh, 
uh, and and the the all the strength that we're seeing with artificial intelligence and the and the things that are good that can happen and and we're seeing people do there are probably exponentially bad things happening with those same engines that are that are driving the things I get excited about <laughs> uh, they I wake up at night with with do I have the tools in place to stop the bad guys using the same tools that I'm wanting to use for the, for good mm -hmm. uh, and it's the forever there's always been a battle of good and evil and, and it's happening with with AI no different than everything else in life it's well said um okay so let's talk about TDM when did you know that you wanted to be a TSD or what was the, you know, what was the gap that you saw in the channel, call it marketplace uh, or the trusted advisor marketplace, so to speak, that you, you felt that there was, you know, space for another TSD? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that that's exactly how it evolved for, for, for me. Um, uh, TDM was one of the early customers of uh, Keentel, Pete Keen's uh, business. Uh, he was a, he was a uh, had an interesting model as a TSD. It was originally called Keentel, later called Outreach Telecom. And what they did is offered you a chance to pay a flat rate monthly subscription. In exchange for that, you got 100% of the commission. And uh, we were his largest agent. We ad adopted that process or we saw that it made sense to us as sellers to, to keep more of the money. Uh, and, 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 and we adopted that and loved the model. Um, there was an opportunity as, as Pete got into more, uh, software development, especially on the, on the Salesforce side, uh, to, for us to actually buy that company from him. And, and so, uh, kind of defensively as much as anything, because I was the, 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 the largest agent in, in his portfolio. Defensively, I bought that company in, in 2013 and became a, 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 a small TSD at, at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it, we grew that business and, and it continues to grow. Uh, when, when we merged, uh, Claris and TDM and wheelhouse together. Uh, two and a half years ago, uh, Claris was already a, another uh, small TSD, and so it just practically it, it was one of the ways that it, it made sense to to put the companies together, and and Claris is now our our TSD resource. That's great. So, um, how many? How how much has it grown in the time that you sort of merged all those uh, companies? Um, considerably, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, a few fold. I mean, I mean, I mean I, and then, and so, you know, the, the whole channel has grown a whole lot. And so, right. so I, I think that's the key is, is, is that, that TSD business that we have has really kind of grown with the channel. Uh, there's, uh, we've done our own, you know, consolidation of, of, of a few companies, uh, the, the same way the the whole channel has is there's been a there's a there's a shrinking of the of of the number of, of players in the, in the marketplace and and though we're still a, a 
you know, a, a small TSD, um, we're much bigger than we were in 2013. <laughs> sure. Sure. And, um, talk to me about that sort of, uh, three-legged stool that we spoke of earlier and how, how has that, uh, contributed to your success? Sure. I mean, TVM came from, from, from selling enterprise customers. That's what, that's why I told you that we, we got into the business, not selling floors and funeral homes, but selling enterprise customers. And, and, and we were successful doing that, very successful. And, and so there, there was, there was value in being a successful enterprise sales organization. And so when we got in the TSD market, a lot of it was what became interesting is a lot of our sellers embraced the fact that we were sellers, that we were sellers as well. And, and they wanted advice on how they can move up market, what's working for us as sellers and that kind of stuff. And so I wasn't just pushing my TSD product set to them as much as mentoring, coaching, and, and making them better at the, at the core business that they were in. And, and so as we have put together TDM and Claris and Wheelhouse, it, it's allowed me to have an enterprise sales organization, which represents a lot of the sellers in the, in, in the, in, in the space. It's allowed me to have an MSP, which represents another whole group of, of sellers in the space. And Claris, which is our, our TSD, can, can be the distributor for both sides of that, both as an MSP and as an enterprise seller. Hmm. So you're really getting the best of all worlds. It's, it's the best of all worlds, but I, 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 I can come alongside much more as a mentor and coach of the selling population that we have. Yeah. And, and being that you have the MSP, um, does that, I mean, how much of that um, helps the end user organizations that you're, that you're working with? Especially because TDM is an enterprise sales organization. We like to sell up market the very large uh, customers with very large deals. And we've done that with Evolve IP, your company, uh, uh, very successfully. And, 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 and so uh, what we have found with the MSP when we put them together is, is that those enterprise customers have need for, especially on a project level or a co-management level of, of the services of an MSP. Um, we are not that typical MSP that, that, that serves, uh, there are thousands and thousands of smaller MSPs that, that, that serve America's business landscape. It, it's a very important part of of, of the of the business landscape is just the support that, that MSPs provide. We're more of an upmarket MSP that can deal with larger multi that can do the project work that's necessary as as a as a conglomerate, you know, buys a division or sells a division, and you have to 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 do the things that it takes to unweave or reweave the, those assets, those IT assets back into the company. We come alongside and help that. Uh, almost all IT staffs want to do a certain amount of things themselves. Mm-hmm. Don't always have enough resources to do all of it themselves. Mm-hmm. And especially they don't have the resources uh, 
their staff like to go on vacation just like the rest of us do. And, and so being able to come alongside and offer true co-management kind of solutions where if you are going to be unavailable for a period of time, because we co-manage with you, I can carry the majority of the water for a period of time. When you're off that project or back from vacation, you can pick up and carry as much as you want to, and I'll, I'll, I can carry the remainder. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of what we do with our MSP is, is, is more propping up our enterprise sales business than the, 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 the traditional help desk right uh, kind of support that that most msps do for small business mm-hmm. and it really allows you to truly be an extension of their it staff um at, you know and and i'm sure that sort of you know further builds and and uh you know grows your value with that that company exactly too. i mean I, I really have become embedded in their it staff right and and because of that the trusted advisor badge that you get to wear is is that much shinier <laughs> because because i mean they they have entrusted me to be part of, of of what they're doing i help them solve the good bad and ugly on a day-to-day basis and so they have to pivot and change or or spend money to improve or or you know develop this project uh, i'm typically the first person they look to that's great. So tell me about the um, 100% club, because I think that is a, a, a big differentiator for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mentioned it, it had the roots in the, in the Pete Keen's old Keentail and, and Outreach Telecom. Uh, we continued that program for, for 10 years. We really kind of uh, re-energized the program that, that this past spring because with the, with the, the, the change of landscape in the in the in the TSD market, uh, uh, and a lot of sellers were saying um, that a lot of the big TSDs all look the same, uh, and 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 there was a level of frustration a, a expressed to us, and and we said, well, we've got something that's a lot different, and at the end of the day, a good seller wants to keep as much money as they can possibly do, and so. Uh, we reinvigorated that that 100% club product set that we have, which basically allows the the uh, a good seller to to sell to a certain you know point with a subscription fee, so that the amount of money that me as the TSD can make off you as the seller is is capped at it, and 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 they can ride that. Then the more they sell. The more money goes in their pocket, and my my number is is capped forever, and Great. and for especially for what we call super sellers or or that that very successful big deal seller, uh, that is a uh, lucrative change in the in the in the in the model, and and mm-hmm. when you couple that with the the resources that we can bring to help with those big sales because we are big sale entity ourselves uh it it allows them to have the peace of mind that that they're not losing anything by by going with a smaller tsd 
In fact, they're they're coming alongside a, a a smaller TSD, but a selling partner who is experienced at selling the customers they want to be selling. Mm-hmm. What's the fastest anybody's ever gotten to the hundred percent club? One order. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and, and 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 frankly, you know, some people look at it and and. You know, they have been selling with, 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 you know, TSDX and, and all of a sudden they have a, a 50,000 a month order and they look and say, what do I keep this over here <laughs> where I'm giving up, you know, you know, X percent or is now the time to do something different? And they mm-hmm. start asking us questions and we show them the model of why that makes sense. And sometimes they they get their existing TSD to match that deal. Uh, other times they jump ship. Interesting. Well, I mean, um, it's all about options, right? And I think uh, I, I think you've put together a pretty good option. That's that's so. what we hope is is that we've provided a way that that because ultimately that's what we want sellers to do. We don't think that that sellers are going to. Uh, abandon their long-time relationships of TSDs that they have, but most sellers don't want exclusivity of of a single right. TSD. They right. like to spread their business around, and and we become a an, an alternative for 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 some of that business as it's spread around, especially on larger deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about how you guys are developing or have developed some new. Um, product sets and I wanted to kind of get into the um inventory database as a service. Did you did you coin that by chance? We did. <laughs> That's everything as a service in 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 today's marketplace. But it's true. Uh at, at the foundation of how we do business, and so we made this decision many, many years ago, we're a, a Salesforce shop. Uh from A to Z, from the time we start selling till the till the uh, all the commission records and customer support and everything that we do is in Salesforce. Uh, that is a, a an, an expensive commitment that we made, but it but it is very 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 scalable, and and very 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 powerful. And so, as the channel has evolved, one of the product sets that is a common product set today is expense management. Uh, nearly every TSD offers some or many versions of, of expense management that is that is part of what, what is there. A certain group of customers want that. A certain group of customers say, I don't need that. We, we you know, I've got people to pay my bills and everything's under control. Um, the, the piece that's been consistent that we've seen is that nearly every customer does a poor job of maintaining their inventory. Um, in some cases, they don't even know where all, all their address, all their addresses and, and location lists are. Mm-hmm. And they sure don't know all the inventory that's at any given location. Uh, they don't know it was ordered services or those pots lines were ordered 15 years ago. They don't know the name of the of the person, the PIN number on the account to make a change. I mean, there's just there's just a world of headaches. What are the static IPs that that I have at, at that location when I when I need to make a change? And and 
I mean, if there's just a, a there's a huge amount of information that any customer needs to be able to run their business. It's part of the busy work of, of, of running a good shop, but it's a necessary part of the busy work. Uh, as a seller, when you go into a customer and you get an opportunity, they give you a stack of invoices and you have to pour through them and glean as much of that information as you can. You ask the customer to fill in the blanks and they usually can fill in about half the blanks and they struggle with the other half. And I mean, it's just a, I mean, the, the information that it takes to truly do a good job in the channel and a good job for the customer is, 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 is the challenge. And, and so we developed the information database as a service using our Salesforce resource as a way. It's an alternative to, to expense management, but it's really broader than expense management because it gives all of this information that you need to run the business at the fingertips of, of the customer and or the seller. Hmm. So you're almost like reinventing what Tim means. Well, we, we kind of laugh and call it team instead of Tim, <laughs> not just technology expense management. It's technology expense and asset management. I see. And, and, and so it, it is, it is the bigger focus on the asset part of, 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 of the management there. Love it. And, uh, you are saying that you have fully embraced the AI world and you have a, uh, another implementation or another product set coming out called Charlie the Chatbot. Is that right? Charlie the Chatbot. <laughs> and, and, as, as I mentioned, we are, we're a Salesforce shop. And, and so uh, what Salesforce is, is a huge, extensive database. So if you, Build all this information uh, from commission information to to customers' inventory to channel manager contacts to all the contract information that you have. There's just there's just a massive amount of information that you have to have to participate in the channel, and and we have chosen Salesforce as the repository of that information and spend a lot of time and effort to. Growing that, maintaining that, keeping it clean and up to date, you know, managing spiff of the of the of the spiff of the month or spiff of the quarter, uh, you know, making sure commissions are 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 you know have been received and what happens if they if they weren't received. And so there's just a massive amount of things that you can do. But with with Charlie, there's a whole lot of of relatively simple questions. That, that are, are at the, the core of what we do every day in the channel, uh, from qualifying a location, you know, finding out this is the address of, of, of a prospect. Who is the lack there? Are there alternatives? Who has fiber there? Who has coax there? You know, what do I get paid on those? And all of that is is available from our chatbot. You ask them the question and, and it pulls from our, our Salesforce database the answer. If That's you're great. qualified, if you know, if a customer can't ask about commissions and and there's, you know, uh, some some information that the customer has that's not shared with the seller and and some of that CPNI restrictions and and some of those kind of things. And so uh, you know, based on the, making sure the correct person is asking the correct question 
determines, you know, exactly how the answers go. But the information's in 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 the database, and Charlie is a, a smart little guy and mm-hmm. is able to to dip into that database and answer those questions. Great. It's, it's it's exciting to be able to roll that kind of product out because we we're just asked the same kind of questions over and over and over again. They're essential for what we do in, in you know from from a selling perspective. Uh, but we have leveraged the value of and and the power of 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 artificial intelligence to be able to accurately dip into our database to get those answers. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's uh, you know only available to um, folks that work with you, right? That uh, to our sellers and our customers, right? Okay. A little bit of exclusivity is always good. Maybe that's that maybe. I, I, if if you're not my customer and you're not my seller, I have no information about you and <laughs> <in> my. De- <laughs> Fair enough. Um, that's great. So, um, as a TSD, as a trusted advisor, as an MSP, what what do you have any um, bold predictions for the next couple of years? Like what's coming down the pipe for the channel? And 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 we I, I touched on this in 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 the book in Ashley Rowland's Channel Unlocked book that that we you mentioned in, in the introduction and we haven't talked about yet. But one of the things I said in 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 that in in my uh, contribution to that book is the channel has undergone this huge investment of outside money over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Investors are very interested in in what we do and how we do, and and I think a lot of it is 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 what's happened is uh, selling technology has in a lot of ways moved from kind of an exclusive direct sales club to very much a trusted advisor channel is is are are equal if not better players in the in in that space, mm-hmm. and 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 the investing market community has 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 recognized that and. And has, has poured a lot of money into the channel. The change that's happened is we have gone, the channel has, was originally established and most long timers in the channel uh, would, would, would tell you a million stories to back this up. It was a lifestyle business. Right. Um, we, 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 we got to, to work as hard as we wanted to make as much money as we wanted to and live as well as we wanted to. Uh, as as outside money has been poured into the into the channel, I think it has shifted more from a lifestyle channel to a return on investment channel, mm. and 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 that is just a fundamental paradigm shift in the channel. Uh, the 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 it's just a, a new set of pressures that 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 is on the 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 selling community. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is really focused on return on investment, and you know, is is my agency making the kind of money that I need that when I want to exit, I can get the multiple that I want to see, and, right? And you know, versus yesteryear, you weren't really ever talk, thinking about exiting. You were just saying, you know, can I get enough money to go to Cancun this year, right? <laughs> and, and 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 now because there's so much focus on on the acquisitions, on the exit, on the value of the company. It's become an ROI model instead of, of simply a lifestyle model. And mm-hmm. and to me, that's the biggest change that, that that is there. And so I think that 
new people coming into the channel um, may miss out on some of the lifestyle part of the channel and will only experience the ROI part of the channel. Mm -hmm. So for the, uh, you know, the, the trusted advisors that have been in the channel for a long time that have grown their businesses and, you know, I mean, what's, do you think they're more motivated now um, with having built their businesses up? Um, or do you think it's, it, like you said, it's more on the, the newer generation of trusted advisors that they are more focused on that? No, I mean, everybody has, has their business and their business timelines. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so even the people who have been in the channel for a long time, the, one of the beautiful pieces about the new money that's come into the channel is it's provided a means for you to exit the channel. Right. For a long time, the trusted advisor, great sellers in, in the channel uh, may not work as hard as they used to, but they saw no way to exit. They were, they were, they were really stuck, you know, taking those customer phone calls and, and the day they quit selling, their revenue stream was going to dry up. And, and one of the beautiful pieces that, that has been provided of the new money is the guy who yesteryear thought he was going to be stuck working the rest of his life to a certain, you know, at least a few hours a week, the rest of his life to maintain some level of that, that revenue stream that they'd worked the previous 20 years on. Mm -hmm. Now they can take a one-time payment. Right. If, if you, they, they focus, especially over in, in that last couple of years, they want to work. They focus on getting a, a, a great, you know, return and great margins in what they're doing as a business, selling the best uh, accounts, getting all their customers under contracts. And, and, and creating the value that investors are looking for. And then there's a, there's a, there's a backdoor exit that they right. can put a lot of money in the bank and, 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 and wave goodbye. And they just, they get the lifestyle they want without having to work at that point. <laughs> there you go. I'm curious. Um, obviously, you know, you have worked with us before and, uh, I'm always, I always like to know, you know, what, what advice do you have for, sort of supplier and trusted advisor um and i guess tsd relationships like what advice would you have for us or for any supplier um to build deeper relationships with whether it be a tsd or a trusted advisor i i, I think the the big thing is that relationships matter uh, so you need to hire good people and and those people need to have uh a level of of integrity, especially professional integrity. Don't promise me that Evolve IP can do X, Y, and Z when all they all they can do is really X and Y. Right. Because if 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 I trust you as a person, and thus trust Evolve IP as a company, and I go out and sell my customer X, Y, and Z, and can only deliver X and Y, um, that lovely relationship that I had going into that sale will erode very fast because I'll, I'll never want to sell you again 
because you just cost me that relate me. Not only did you cost me with that particular sale, you may have cost me 10 other sales to that same customer because of my experience with you. Yep. And so, so the integrity of, of a supplier and especially of a supplier's people matter. Mm -hmm. And um, in the spirit of advice, what advice would you give to yourself back in, you know, when you started or any new uh, trusted advisor entering the channel today? Sure. I mean, and, and it's it, and it's a piece of advice I give to people constantly is that you have to decide what is important to you, especially financially. How much money do you want to make? How much effort do you want to put into making that money? And then can you be honest about what it takes to get there? If you want to make, you know, X number of dollars, but you only want to work 30 hours a week, then you better be productive those 30 hours. Sure. One of the problems with sellers is, especially super sellers, is the worst thing that can happen is they, they, they sign a deal. Because as soon as they sign a deal, they're no longer selling, they're administering that deal. Yeah. The problem is that most, most sellers don't have the confidence or courage to immediately hire somebody to do the administrative work at $30 an hour so that they can go out and sell at $300 an hour. They will, they will put their $300 hat on the shelf, wear a $30 hat for hours on end. And it's, it is, it is the mistake that too many sellers in the channel make in that they think they can't afford to have somebody do the administrative part, but every, every minute they spend on administrative work themselves, especially a good seller is a mistake. Well said. Well, Robert, it's been fun. I, uh, I really do appreciate you coming on and, um, you know, with all your experience that you've got, it's, it's definitely going to, uh, give the listeners a lot of good advice. And, um, you know, I just, I, again, appreciate you coming on. Uh, so tell us, tell us what you've got going on or how folks can find you any, any fun events coming up or anything like that. Um, we can be found at, at, at as a TSD at clarisco.com. Uh, TDM can be found at TDM.cc. Um, we are always looking for more sellers and, 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 and the, the next good deal. So if any customers are watching, please call us. <laughs> uh, uh, but the, 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 the next big thing that, that, you know, that is, is just more products to help differentiate us with our customers and, 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 and with our sellers. Um, we, we do have, uh, a, a, a one big product that'll, that we are, are, are rolling out, you know, this, this at the end of the, of the third quarter that we, we think will, will, will help us, but just, you know, continue to, to, to dip into our website, uh, look for our ads and the, and the different trade publications and, and, and pay attention to what we do because we think we see the, the, 
the channel space pretty broadly and, and are offering things that, that make a difference to our sellers. Absolutely. And definitely check out the um, Channel Unlocked book. Um, I actually did meet with uh, Ashley and Ryan Rowland. They were on my last episode. So um, grab that book. And the really cool part about the book is that uh, you can spend whatever you want on the book. So all of the proceeds from the book go to um, some uh, channel-oriented. Um, you can pick the charity and you can pick the dollar amount. I mean, it's, a, right. it's, a, it's a great idea that, that, that Ashley came up with. And, 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 and there's a lot of people contributed a lot, awful lot of wisdom and knowledge to, to help make people in the, and especially new people in the channel succeed uh, by paying attention to the words that are in the book. Absolutely. So everybody check that out. Um, Robert Bowling, thank you so much, sir. Uh, hopefully we can do this again soon because I had a blast. Um, thank you so much again. I appreciate it. That's a wrap on this episode of the Channel Champions podcast. You can find this and all our episodes on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or your favorite streaming platforms. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, guests, or topics, please reach out to us. We appreciate you coming along with us on this journey and hope you'll be back for the next episode. Until then, stay tuned, stay connected, and stay inspired.